this season on more and more every day. Let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10-minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. I'm reading a pretty incredible memoir right now. It's called 40 Autumns, a family's story of courage and survival on both sides of the Berlin Wall. And it centers around five women, Hannah, who flees to West Germany fairly quickly after World War II, and her mother and sister, Oma and Heidi, who stay behind with their family in East Germany. And then Hannah and Heidi's daughters, Nina and Cordula, respectively, who live dramatically different lives as a consequence of their mother's predicaments. If you're looking for an interesting and historical biography, this might interest you. But the part I want to talk about begins before the preface of the book itself. On page 11, Roman numerals, a table called Family and Historical Chronology Begins. It's a five-page spread featuring a table of information that caught my eye immediately when I opened this book. The table features three columns titled Year, Family, and History. The left column, year, is just a general chronology, chronicling every year from 1945 to 1989. The middle column, family, contains personal information of the family members, like Hannah escapes and is forcibly returned, or Nina born in the United States, Opa dies, and the like. Then the right column includes local, national, and global history, things like Cold War Begins, Berlin Blockade slash Berlin Airlift, and Reagan urges Gorbachev to tear down this wall. Together, this breathtaking table presents a sweeping family saga alongside the dramatic events of the Cold War. It quite literally places the history of the individuals in the center of the chronology in a matter-of-fact way. I love a timeline, especially this kind of timeline. When I was writing my master's thesis on whiteness, gender, and race in James Bond films, I started with a timeline. On a five-foot-long swath of white butcher paper, I created this massive document, much like the one in 40 Autumns, but with Bond and his exploits highlighted at the center instead of family events. I divided the paper in half with the chronology down the middle, relevant world and local events on the bottom, and all things James Bond on top. Film releases, famous magazine cover publications, you get the point. I color-coded the timeline to draw my eyes to different themes I was studying in my research. That timeline now decorates one of the walls in my campus office. And one of my favorite activities to do in class is a timeline. I'll ask students to identify five major events in American history that occurred during their lifetime. Lately, topics like the Supreme Court rules in favor of same-sex marriage, the elections of Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden, and the global outbreak of COVID-19 are invariably among the oft-most selected events. Students research these events, explain what happened, and then anchor the history within their own lifetimes. So I challenge them to plot major moments in their own lives in contrast and companionship with historical events. It is a wonderful way to see how you 
are interacting with history over the course of your entire lifetime. So today let's have some fun. I want you to create a timeline for your narrator. On one side, identify significant historical events or themes that are relevant to your research. Major legislation, political events, social movements, media coverage. For instance, in our research with the South Phoenix Oral History Project, I might focus on legislative dates, major construction projects in our area, significant elections, things like that. And then on the other side, identify key moments in your narrator's life, graduations, new jobs, marriages, divorces, and other family developments or activities that relate to your research. So for instance, I would include things like when my narrator moved to South Phoenix or what role they played during what time. Now, take a look. How has your narrator's life been woven into local, national, and global history? How does your narrator's story further help you to explain the history of your specific research? Let us know. Send us a photo at SMCC History, hashtag more and more every day. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.